Hello, this is Bad Vibes. Today's scary stories all take place while at work or while working. I have a scary work experience. I wake up at 6.30 every morning to go to work. The end. If you enjoy the video, please hit that like button and sit back, relax, and enjoy. Longtime lurker and reader and finally decided to share my own creepy encounter. From late 2018, I worked at the grocery store in the deli department, and I would also work in the bakery area. Towards the end of the year, I had just gotten out of a two-year relationship. It hit me pretty hard, so I was in a funk because of it. We had just hired a new employee in the deli. We'll call him John. I was scheduled on his first day, so I was one of the employees who had to train him. John seemed nice enough, and he caught on very quickly, which was great. Fast forward to our next shift, I was pretty close with another coworker. we'll call her Jane. Jane knew what had been going on with my breakup and would come check on me often. John overheard this interaction. He came up to me on break and apologized for what was going on and was generally being sweet about the whole thing. I appreciated it, so I thanked him. I didn't think at this point that he was trying to be weird, but if I knew what I know now, I wouldn't have entertained it in the slightest. After our next shift together, it was raining pretty heavily. A rainy day in mid-November where I live is typically pretty cold. At the time, John didn't have a car, but he was within walking distance, about 10 minutes away from work. Side note, my fatal flaw back then was that I was way too nice to people. I offered to give him a ride home since it was pouring rain and freezing. The ride home was fine. He thanked me and told me that he would see me tomorrow. This is where shit starts to hit the fan. John began flirting with me, making sexual jokes, and would do that thing where he would grab my hips and rub his junk against me to get past, often in front of customers. He also got my number from my boss, and his claiming for needing it was, she's the only one that can cover my shift on this certain day. He would text me constantly and proclaim his love for me and tell me that he would treat me better than my ex did. We would usually have three people work in the deli and on shifts with John when our third would go on break, he would take that as an opportunity to harass me more. At the time, I was very soft spoken and scared out of my mind to speak up about it or stand up for myself. I ended up putting in my two weeks, but not before sending a text along the lines of, Fuck you, you're gross, lose my number and never talk to me again. He texted me back apologizing and inviting me over as he wanted to talk to me face to face to make up for it. As I said, my fatal flaw back then was that I was way too nice to people. In my head, I thought I must have gotten through to him. I mentioned it to my friend, who we'll call Eve. Eve was very adamant that I tell him no and to leave me alone. Unfortunately, I chose not to listen to her advice. Instead, I told him that I appreciated the apology and that I would come to talk to him. But I was going to bring Eve with me as I didn't trust being alone with him at his house. He agreed. Eve was very reluctant but insisted I bring her along if I absolutely had to go. Just in case. We drove to John's house and when we arrived he didn't come out. I remember texting him a few question marks. And after having no reply I turned around and left. He then texted me apologizing saying to come back and talk to him in his car. Against Eve's judgment, I turned around. 
I pulled back into the driveway and got an instant feeling of dread. Something absolutely did not feel right. I threw the car in reverse, but before I had a chance to move, his dad and two brothers hopped out of the car and surrounded me. They began pounding on my windows, trying to get me to open the doors, and stood behind my car so I couldn't leave. Eve and I are obviously scared out of our minds at this point. I got a surge of adrenaline and didn't care who was behind me. I floated out of the driveway and sped off. Nobody was hit. I pulled into the parking lot of my work to collect myself and pulled my phone out to block his number. I then noticed the car speeding to the parking lot of my work and they tried to surround me again. I don't know how I managed to get us out of there, but I did. I then began getting calls from random numbers, I assume his dad and brothers, and they began threatening to kill me and saying that they were armed and planned on shooting my tires. They followed us for quite some time and Eve even called the police. We were instructed to pull into the nearby gas station where an officer was already waiting. I did make a report, but they told me that ultimately there's nothing that they could really do or that could be done. I did end up reporting this to my manager who told me that they couldn't really do anything either as it happened off company property which is only half true. I didn't stay my full final two weeks. John continued to harass me for months after this and law enforcement refused to help. Their excuse was there's nothing that they could do unless he acted on his threats. Whenever I would visit the area he would somehow always find me and follow me till I would get on the highway. I admit that it's mostly my fault for being so trusting and thinking that John actually wanted to speak with me and be civil. I should have listened to Eve from the get-go. It isn't my fault for being sexually harassed, but I shouldn't have been so trusting because I could have avoided a majority of this problem. It's been nearly two years since this happened and I have not heard from nor seen John since. I hope it stays that way. This is a story of a coworker I had a long time ago, so I can look back at it now and laugh, but at the time, it was really distressing for me. To give some context, every summer I would do some temp work for this company where my dad worked. It was an education company, so they needed some temp workers around July and August for all of the exam remarks that they had to come in it was data entry work, but it suited me fine, and it meant I could have a little extra cash while I was at university. I did this every summer from when I was 19 right through to when I was 23, and then I got another job at the same company a bit after I graduated, but we'll get into that later. For now, all you need to know is that I was a reasonably familiar face there, and everyone knew I was my dad's daughter. The main downside of working there was I'd clock out for work at 5pm, then I'd have to wait for my dad to finish work. Since he was the head of the entire department, he'd end up staying a bit later. Every day I would bring a book and sit at the little foyer area between his department and the department where I worked, since it had the most comfortable chairs. I'd just cut my hair short for the first time in my life and I had dyed it red as well. As I was sitting on the couches reading, all of a sudden a guy approaches me. Let's call him Leon. He tells me that he works in my dad's apartment and thought that he would come in and introduce himself. This was a pretty common occurrence for me and I was aware of this guy. He was young and decent looking, 
so a few women in the department had a crush on him. I was dating someone at the time though, and never really actually seen him in person, but I could see what they saw in him. We got to chatting and he mentioned that I changed my hair, so I told him about cutting it short, and he cut me off mid-sentence. This is where it started getting weird. He said, no, first it was brown, and you didn't have fringe, then you went through the phase of curling it, then you did the fringe, and dyed it red. After that, you dyed it purple, now you have it cut short, and dyed back to red. This guy I had just met was describing two years worth of hairstyle changes that I had. I felt creeped out, but he seemed like a nice enough guy and I guess he had worked at the company throughout the entire time. So it was reasonable to assume that he had noticed me before. This should have been my first red flag. He asked me if I had Facebook and I told him that I did, so he said he would add me. That seemed pretty normal, but then, after he sent me the friend request, he asked me to get my phone out so he could watch me accept the friend request. I'm British, and therefore, it's impossible for me to be impolite, so I got out my phone and showed him that I had accepted it. I thought that might calm him down. Bear in mind, he wasn't a bad looking guy, so I still felt flattered at this point that he was keen to me. The sense of flattery dissolved real fast. After the Facebook thing, he kept asking me if I had MSN, and I told him that I didn't. I swear, throughout this conversation, he asked me if I had MSN about four times. Then the final time he asked, he was like, Please can you get an MSN, so we can chat after work? It was like he had something really urgent he wanted to tell me, but I had only just met him in person. I kinda laughed it off and told him that I hadn't used MSN since I was a teenager without necessarily rejecting him. Then he says something like, well, if you don't have MSN, then do you have Skype? This seemed like the perfect opportunity to bring up my boyfriend, who was a foreign student and was back home in his country during the summer. He was the only person I spoke to on Skype. I said to Leon how I didn't have my own Skype account, but I used my dad's account to talk to my boyfriend. I really thought this might ward him off. I was wrong. Without missing a beat, he said, Can you please just get your own Skype account so we can chat after work? He said it like somehow I was inconveniencing him. Like this was something we agreed to do months ago or something. I had no idea how to react, so I just sort of smiled and laughed. Then, thank the heavens, someone from my dad's department walked past at that moment and was like, Leon, aren't you meant to be at your desk? He scurried off pretty quickly after that but not before reminding me to give my own Skype account and send him the details. I told my dad about the whole exchange, the car ride home, but all he said was that Leon was very friendly and a lot of the women in the department liked him, so maybe I just misunderstood the situation. I thought he was probably right, so I tried to not let it bother me. Later that evening, however, I was on the computer doing university work when a message popped up on my Facebook. It was Leon. All the message said was, We like the same movies. I don't know what it was, but something about that message freaked me out so much. I decided not to respond and log off Facebook, hoping that he wouldn't notice that I'd been online. The next day, after work, I sat in my usual spot when Leon comes over to me. His face was like thunder. At first, I thought he was just having a bad day and was walking through the hallway but my heart dropped when I realized he was walking directly towards me. 
Why didn't you respond to my Facebook message? I was stunned. How was I supposed to respond to that? Who says stuff like that in real life? Lucky for me, I didn't have an opportunity to respond because he started off on a tirade. I'm not even kidding. He started listing all the movies that we had in common that he had seen on my Facebook profile. Batman, The Dark Knight, Watchmen, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Fight Club. I just sat there watching him reel off all these film titles. Once he finished, all he said was, It's okay, I forgive you. And then walked back off to his department. Over the next couple weeks, he came and found me in my spot every day and talked to me from the moment I sat down to the moment my dad came to get me. I don't remember many of the other exchanges, but I do remember distinctly one day pretending to pick my nose when I saw him coming to see if it would put him off. It didn't. It got to the point where I'd get so stressed out after work that I'd go hide in the toilets for as long as I could. But the women I worked with started to notice and thought I was weird. Eventually, I broached the subject with my dad and he gave me his car keys after my shift so that I could go hide out in his car rather than in the building. So I camped out in his car and I'm still feeling quite tense but after 20 minutes, I start to feel at ease. Surely, he wouldn't come looking for me out here. Wrong. I look over at the main entrance and my heart drops. He's coming to the front door and he's scrutinizing all of the cars. I sank down as far as possible into my seat. But I wasn't fast enough and he saw me. He comes rushing off and starts tapping on the glass. So I open the door and ask him what's up. I didn't see you in your usual spot. But luckily, the doorman told me he saw you come out here. Why are you in your dad's car? Again, what are you supposed to say to that? I told him that I had a headache, so I came out to the car to take some meds and to see if I could get some sleep. At least he respected that, because he told me to feel better, and then left me alone. I breathed a sigh of relief, knowing that I was only going to be working there for a few more days before I would go back to university. I told my dad about the car incident, and he gave Leon a talking to the next day. Leon would still come find me in the foyer, but he would only talk to me a few minutes in passing before he would leave me alone. It was a big relief. On my last day of working there, I was fully expecting him to do something crazy, but he didn't even come to chat with me that day. I left the office and thought I would never see him again. I found out that he was fired not long after I left the company that year because he kept coming into work late and spent most of his time chatting with his co-workers and me apparently. Fast forward to January 2014 and I'm preparing to move to China for a position teaching English. I had graduated from university and was working at the same company, but this time in a semi-permanent capacity. It was my last day of work, so I received a few gifts and some fuss from my coworkers. It was about 10 a.m. when who should I see walk through the door but Leon. He had been hired as a temp to do the job that I had done for so many years. As soon as he walked through the door, he saw me and this flash of recognition crossed his face. I wanted to slide under my desk and die. He comes walking over to me and was all smiles, asking about how I was and what I was still doing with the company. At this point, one of my co-workers had mentioned about how I was off to China soon. Leon seized on that and started talking about his friend who was also interested in teaching English as a foreign language. 
So I got to talking about how I got my qualifications, who I went through, and what company I was working for out in China. We chatted for about 20 minutes and he wrote some details for his friend, then went off to work. At the end of the day, I was picking up all my stuff, ready to leave, and a few co-workers were coming over to say their goodbyes. Don't get me wrong, the Leon incident aside, I had a wonderful time working at this company, and I made a lot of great friends. Out of the corner of my eye, I see Leon approaching, but I think, what's the harm? He'll say his goodbye and wish me good luck on my new adventure. Then, I'm literally walking out the door of the department, and I hear him call out, See you in China. For the first two weeks of my teaching training over there, I was like a hawk, keeping a constant lookout for this guy. He never did follow me out to China, but it still remains one of the creepiest encounters of my life. The year was 1994, and I was a freshman in high school. My family had just relocated to Michigan, and we moved onto a private golf course in a small town outside of Detroit. For some reason, I really wanted to get a job, and the restaurant in the neighborhood clubhouse was hiring a dishwasher. Since it was a stone's throw away from my house, my parents okayed me to be able to work there in the late evenings after school. A little bit about the teenage me. I was a super sensitive kid, and my feelings were easily hurt if I was talked down to. I was also a rule follower and extremely submissive to authority figures, which apparently made me an easy kid to raise, according to my parents. Anyway, given that this was my first job, while having no confidence and paper-thin skin, I was destined to not last very long under the high pressure of the restaurant industry. I was doomed to fail, but I still went for it. Sure enough, the chaotic pace of working in a high-end kitchen quickly overwhelmed me and I found myself having a hard time keeping up. On top of that, my boss was an absolute tyrant. I basically felt horribly crushed as he screamed at me to keep up during the dinner rush. I was as much of a mess on the inside as the mess I was trying to clean up. But the worst part about it was after the restaurant would close, I'd have to stay for an hour or so alone with him to close up. No one was around, just him and me. During this time, he would continue to yell at me and at best roll his eyes if I needed help. Even as sensitive as I was, I kind of knew his rage wasn't a personal thing though. He was just a disturbed individual. One night that I had off, I caught an episode of the TV show America's Most Wanted. I don't know if it's still on, but they would basically do segments of criminals that were on the run from the FBI. Sometimes they would have real photos of the fugitive but other times, there would just be a police sketch. During one of these segments, a sketch came up of a subject that eerily looked similar to my boss. They said that he had murdered several victims on the West Coast and that he was last seen a while back. They also identified him with a different name, which kind of put me at ease for a moment. But the drawing looked a lot like him and the description of his height, weight, and other attributes fit him to a T. I convinced myself maybe it was just a look-alike, but I had that weird twisting and turning in my gut that maybe it was actually him. I was about to quit my job anyway, so it didn't really matter I guess. The next day I went into work and he was a no-show. He ended up leaving town and no one ever heard from him again. He vanished like a David Copperfield magic trick, another 90s reference. 
We didn't have internet at the time, so there wasn't an opportunity to immediately jump on social media to investigate. I don't remember reading anything in the newspaper, but the rumors of his disappearance definitely went around town. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I also don't remember anything else about him. I can't recall his name or even his face, just the creepy experience. Who knows if it was actually him or not, but to think I may have been alone with the angry murderer as a teenager is a tad bit uneasy to say the least. Before I begin, this guy has been fired and this story took place months and months ago. Alright, so I was hired to work at this auto shop as a front desk receptionist. My guy friend had worked there and had gotten me the job. I'd check customers in, check them out, answer phones, enter invoices, blah blah blah. Now at the time that I got hired, I was freshly 15. I do in fact act mature for my age, but I was still technically a child. I was also the only girl working there. Now, my two managers, let's call Peter and Alvin. Peter was the main boss and had a dry sense of humor, but he was cool to be around. Alvin was more openly humorous, and he was just very pleasant in general. And then there was this third guy. I'll call him Chester because I hate that name. He was 40, with a girlfriend, as well as a 13-year-old daughter. He was very exuberant, very loud. He was quite funny. He was a dumbass too, but this isn't the right sub for that. It started off decent. He would tease me like a boy on the playground, pull my hair, poke me, etc. Now, I laid my rules down when I first worked there. I hate being touched. That's that. Now, Chester would get as close to me as humanly possible and say, I'm not touching you. It was annoying, but I just laughed it off although I felt uncomfortable. Then he started with the sexual jokes. When we were alone up front, he would go into talking about his sex life and pop a bunch of sexual jokes. My brain was automatically like, this ain't right, and I kind of just put on my customer service voice whenever I was around him. Then one day, I baked the whole garage cookies. When I dropped them off, he came really close to me and sniffed me. You smell good, and your hair looks nice this way. What the fuck? Nah, nope, don't like that. When I went back to work, he was going on and on about the cookies I made. He said, I know cookies is another term for something inappropriate, but I really like your cookies. Why even add that? And now my breaking point. He had started brushing his fingers against my leg while I'm sitting down or just trying to flirt with me in general. When I came into work one day, he grabbed me into a hug and my mind blanked. He grabbed me, like grabbed me into a hug so I couldn't escape. I pushed him back away from me. Alvin had ran to the corner and had seen what happened and he looked a little uneasy. I went around the other side of the counter away from Chester and I said, I don't like being touched dude, don't hug me. And he said, well touch is how I show my affection. So not only did he ignore my attempt to tell him to stop, he also admitted to literally giving affection to a 15-year-old. I later heard from a friend that works at the garage that Chester talked about the way I looked a lot and how I looked older than I am, but he doesn't want to start anything because his daughter was two years younger. Start what, bitch? Chester was ugly as hell, by the way. 
So Alvin had seen him grab me. The dudes in the garage heard him talk about me, and I knew this dude was creepy as hell. A guy in the garage, let's call him Steve, pulled Alvin aside and told him that he was worried for me. He told him that Chester had been saying how he likes to be flirting with me. Before this point, Alvin had just thought that he was being overprotective because he has daughters himself, and maybe he was just having a father instinct. When Steve told him that, it basically confirmed his suspicions. Chester was gross. I ended up speaking to Alvin near the end of the day, asking to stay after to talk to him about something. We stayed after and I opened up to him about everything that Chester had been doing. Alvin said that what I do is more important than the work that he does. Felt nice that my bosses cared for me like a human and not just an employee. Peter, my boss, texted me to tell me that everything would be okay and that he would be handled. I ended up meeting Peter's dad, who was the big boss, to tell him everything. Was very much, we've known Chester for a long time, etc. But big boss is a good man. He trusted my word more. I told him everything. He even had a camera recording of Chester grabbing me. Chester was fired. The most traumatic thing to me was how Chester talked about me in the garage like some kind of sex object. It was disgusting and then going back to the fact that he was 40 and that I was only two years older than his daughter. Shit's disgusting. I'm sure that if I wasn't such a confident person, he would have taken advantage of me. He was very much acting like a predator and I'm very glad that he's no longer a part of the establishment. Guys, teach your daughters to speak the hell up when people make her uncomfortable. Even the little things, like weird jokes, can turn into something bigger. That's how it is for young women nowadays. Anyways, enforce your boundaries and never let a guy get away with being a creep. Edit. As another thing I'm adding here is that he was very friendly. He was the type of guy that made customers blush and would make parents feel comfortable with a smooth talk. Child grooming isn't always straight up sexual advances right away. They try to get you to trust them to be their friend, and then they force you into things. Be careful, ladies and men, and all in between. So a couple years ago, I worked at a retail store within a shopping center where we would get a lot of strange, creepy, and harassing customers. I don't know what it was about this particular store. Maybe it was the fact that only one person worked at a time, so you'd be alone in a teeny store, and they felt like they could be as creepy as they wanted since no one was around. Flashing workers, etc. Whatever the reason, we had a lot of harassment incidents and would be consistently calling the security. Security at this place kind of sucked, though sometimes they just wouldn't even show up, and you'd be stuck on your own trying to get rid of this person. Out of all the incidents, there's one that especially sticks out. One day, while I was on shift, a customer came in asking to look at shoes. He was this older dude, pretty inconspicuous. I said sure and started to walk out from behind the counter to take him to the shoe area. When he stopped me and went, wait, what's your name? I told him my name. From there, he keeps asking me more questions about myself. At this point, I just thought he was a chatty customer and didn't think too much of it. However, this went on for about 20 minutes and by then, he was asking me about my favorite music and what I like to do in my spare time. 
and if I had a boyfriend. So at that point, I realized he wasn't just being friendly. I kept trying to bring the conversation back to the shoes he wanted, but he wouldn't budge. Eventually, he asked me for my number, and I told him that I wasn't interested. This is when I first started to get uncomfortable, because he wouldn't take no for an answer. I tried the classics, not interested, we can't give out our numbers to customers, etc. But he told me over and over again that he wouldn't leave until he got it. Now, I regret this next part, but in my defense, at this point, I was starting to feel intimidated and didn't have anywhere to go since I was trapped in this tiny store with this guy and security was nowhere to be found. So I said, if I give you my number, will you leave and let me do my job? And he said he would. So I gave him my real number since he said he was going to call right away to check to make sure I gave him my actual number. My thought process was that if he texted me, I'd just tell him again that I wasn't interested. And if he persisted, I could just block him. This isn't what ended up happening. He didn't text that night and I was relieved assuming maybe he'd just given up or that he finally had taken a hint. However, the next morning I was preparing the till and setting up things inside the store before opening. I looked through the window and next to her closed store door, I saw him standing there. This was about 20 minutes before opening time. From that point onwards, he would show up at the store every day at opening and would try to talk to me. Each day, I'd tell him I'm not interested and that he needed to leave. And each day, he would say the same thing along the lines of, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I promise I won't show up here again. But he would. He also eventually started texting me every day multiple times. Things like, I know you're not interested, but you need to know how special you are to me. Mind you, at this point, we already had that one 20-minute conversation. And following that, just me constantly telling him to leave the store and stop contacting me. On the days that he would show up to the store when I wasn't working, he'd go in and ask my coworkers when I would be working next, and they would make something up about how I was on a holiday or I wasn't coming back for a while. However, he'd still show up the next day just to make sure and would find me working at the store. Him showing up at the store was a daily occurrence and the texts got more and more frequent and intense. He'd talk about how he could never leave me and how no matter what, he'd be in my life forever. I should have just blocked him, but since he knew where I worked, I was scared of how he might react if I did. Security at the store said that they couldn't do anything if he hadn't actually done anything physical to harm anyone, and so I just started avoiding going to work. I'd roster off as much as I could, and I would not take any extra shifts that popped up even if I needed them. It all eventually came to a halt when one of my coworkers got angry at me and said that because of me, she was now scared to come to work because what if this guy was violent and crazy and hurt someone? She gave the manager an ultimatum. She was friends with the manager and basically stated that unless I somehow got rid of him, she would stop working at the store. Being blamed for the situation in combination with the consistent stress of this guy not leaving me alone was a lot and I decided to try one last thing. I, for the first time, responded to one of his texts and basically told him that I would be filling out a police report and giving him all his texts and security footage from the store. The cameras at our store were fake, there was no footage, but he didn't need to know that. I told him that if he ever contacted me again, I would press charges against him. 
Now I'm pretty sure that there's nothing I could have pressed charges for, but again, he didn't need to know that. After that message was seen, I blocked him so he couldn't respond. He never showed up to the store again, but I did see him around now and again, just lurking in the area outside. Even now working at a different store within that same shopping center, I've seen him lurking, but he's never actually tried talking to me. I know I could have handled this situation a whole lot better, and I probably made a lot of silly mistakes along the way, but I'm glad that I was able to mostly get rid of him, even if I'm still looking over my shoulder to an extent. Edit. Where I live for stalking or harassment charges, proof of their intention to cause or threaten injury or harm is required. Law enforcement will often throw up their hands with cases where there's been no direct verbal or written threat which is why I didn't originally go to the police, and instead just threatened to. Definitely not the greatest idea on my part, but that threat was one or two years ago, and hindsight is 2020. This is something I've never shared on the internet. So I went to a five-star hotel in Greece for a work experience that my high school planned for us when we were 17, I was just working, partying, and overall doing my thing. Everything was going great until my manager, who was in his late 40s, started being more and more inappropriate. He started following me to the beach, clubs, constantly checking on me, moving closer and closer. By the way, he had a pregnant wife at the time. One day, there were some papers we needed to sign, so he called everyone in, two people at a time. Well, he arranged it in a way that I would be the last and go in by myself. Everyone was looking at me weird and kind of concerned since they knew the situation. I reluctantly went into his office. Yep, he locked the door, rolled down the blinds and sat down, then told me to undress. I just laughed nervously and told him no. Then he started to get more and more pushy and was like, okay, then just one clothing item. So I took off my apron and threw it at his face, which honestly could have gone really bad too, but he just started laughing, said okay, then let me out. I was very lucky nothing else happened. I wanted to report him, but unfortunately, it turned out that I wasn't the only one being pressured into things like these, and the management and hotel were all good friends. There was another girl in a similar situation who reported this guy, and no one took her seriously. And after that, she was given the shittiest task to do and received unfair treatment. One night a few months ago, I went on a door dash when my boyfriend and my youngest sister tagged along with us. We delivered some food to this really large home that basically looked abandoned and was pitch black. We left it at the door, but we all noted that something felt strange. As we were pulling out of the driveway, this older woman, probably 60s, wearing a robe, looks out the window of the door where we left the food and then comes outside through a different side door and starts walking down the driveway while motioning for me to come back. So I pull back up, thinking maybe I had the wrong house or something. She walks over to my car and gets really close, like she's touching my car and the driver's side mirror with her body. And mind you, that COVID is really bad in my state so I definitely didn't feel comfortable with a stranger being that close to me. She had this terrifying look on her face with blank eyes that I can't seem to forget. She says in a slow creepy voice, Aren't you going to come inside with us? I was trying to be nice and was like, No ma'am, 
We left your food on your doorstep for you though. She got really insistent about us coming inside and asked again with a smile. I declined once again and thankfully she took a step back from the car and I was able to quickly back up without running over her feet and we got the hell out of there. She stood there smiling and staring the whole time we backed out of the way too long driveway. I have no clue what that was all about, but I always get really hesitant anytime I have to deliver orders to anyone named Melissa now. I used to work at a Southern California ski resort called Mountain High as a snowmaker. One day, there wasn't much work, so they had us do whatever we could to stay busy. When all of a sudden we hear on the radio that there's possibly a dead person in a car. So me and my friend, along with other people that worked there, ran into the parking lot to see if there was really a dead person in their car. As soon as we got there, there was this man who looked in his 20s, possibly Middle Eastern, slumped over against his driver's side door with his hand still on the wheel and the car still on. The ski patrol somehow got his door open and had to try to pry his fingers off the steering wheel as rigor mortis had already set in. His body was stiff as a board as his arms were still in the driving position while he was put on a stretcher. His upper lip was curled exposing his upper teeth which looked super disturbing and creepy. As soon as they pulled him out he shit and pissed everywhere and they took him to the ski patrol room and the ski patrol took turns giving him CPR but they couldn't save him as he was way too dead. They basically just did it for the family because they begged them. The most disturbing part is that the family of the man was right there as all this happened, screaming and crying and praying out loud that he would be okay, even though he was obviously dead. It turns out the man had diabetes and went snowboarding with his friends the night before and said that he didn't feel good and went to his car alone but didn't have his insulin and passed out, dying overnight with the heater on, and for some reason his friends didn't care to look for him. After this incident, the man's body was put in the generator room overnight since the ambulance for some reason couldn't make it out there. Now whenever I see someone asleep in their car, I always think about that dead man 